On Racing HQ, Monday's Experts, studying the form of racing's characters. Monday's Experts, they've always got the good oil. Pity you can't put a bet on at the finish of a race. Yeah, welcome to Monday's Experts on this Monday, the 18th of September. If you're listening around our New South Wales and ACT radio network, hello to you. Or if you're listening on podcasts, which I know this segment is podcasts a lot, uh, great to have you tuned in again. My guest today, well, there's a name we're going to start seeing popping up in Queensland form guides. Uh, Ronald Simpson is a young apprentice. He now has uh, got his career continuing with the Tony Gollan stable, but for those here in New South Wales. We've seen him ride regularly around the Central West and even in town here, and he's ridden with a lot of success. And I tell you what, he rode a double there yesterday at the Sunshine Coast, and I think it's going to do him the world of good. He's time up in Queensland and hope we have him back one day in New South Wales pretty soon. He joins me on the line to talk about his career and what's ahead. G'day, Ronald. G'day, David. How are you? Very good, mate. I'm good. Good to good. chat to you on the phone. Good to meet the other night too out at Dubbo, mate, before the Cup, and you rode some winners that day as well. Firstly, mate, how's the sunny coast treating you? That was good to get uh, a couple of winners there yesterday. Yeah, it was good to get uh, a few winners for Tony Allen. Uh, first time aboard with him, so um, it, was a good, it was a good day. Good uh, good day to kick it off anyways up there, so it was good. 100%, mate. If they can be like that every day, you'll be very, very happy after a couple of months. Yeah, wouldn't everyone be happy? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about your career in the saddle, mate, uh, and your career even before that. Where did you grow up in New South Wales? Um, so I grew up in a little town called Brewarrina, uh, far northwest of New South Wales. And um, you've, all, you've always been around racing? No, unfortunately I haven't. Um, just sort of just sort of moved to Dubbo and, um, yeah, around about that age, of 50, around about 15, 16, um, Sort of didn't want to go to school anymore, and um, you know, I went out and got a job, and that's when I found the racing industry. So, how did you find it, mate? Was it a, was it a matter of you going to the track, or did you see, you know, chat to a mate, and they said, "Oh, why don't you give this bloke, bloke a call?" How did it, how did it happen? Um, oh, just one morning, my mum took me out to the Dubbo Racecourse, and um, yeah, I just sort of met a few trainers, and um, at the time, um, Jamie Whitney was doing the drug and alcohol course out there so um i bumped into him and he was a um apprentice new south wales apprentice um sort of coach um at the time and um and he sort of led me onto uh horse trainer in dubbo um justin stanley at the time yeah what did you love it so you see so never had any real interaction with horses at all mate were you scared of them um to start no with? no at all i had, wow. had a little bit of experience um at the start, like, um, around about 10 or 11, but, like, just stock, stock horses back home um, on a little property back home uh, just outside Brewarrina. But, yeah, no no experience with uh, racehorses. Yeah, what did you, what were some of the, your first memories, then, of dealing with them, obviously, because you would have been put to work around the stables? Yeah, 100%. Um, I just sort of had to do the groundwork and um, build up from there. Just sort of um, the first... First time I rode a racehorse is probably in a in a roll, um, in a sand roll, and that's that's where it all began from there. Now I reckon. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but I went back through your stats. 2017 Melbourne Cup Day was your first yep. ride. Is that correct? Yeah, first ride, uh, first day, first day at the races, and um, had a few rides for the boss, and uh, 
I think Connie Gagel's only just moved out there, so it was just a recent. She was out there and um, she gave me opportunity on the day and um, allowed me to use my claim on one of her horses. Um, and you know, the ride, my first winner for for her was um, remember remember all thing. So, um, do, do you remember the name of the horse? Yeah, I do remember the name, uh, Butterfly Skies. That's correct. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, yeah I probably, yeah. probably if, if I asked you, my missus says it always. Um, if she says, oh, where's the car keys or where's this or where's that, I can't remember things around the house, <laughs> but you always remember yeah. names of horses. <laughs> yeah, I can't even remember one. Um, riding a winner about two weeks ago, I can't even remember <laughs> the name, but I can remember the first one. That's always in the back of my head. Yeah, talk us through that day, mate. I mean, to obviously ride. That was your third ever ride as well, by the way, when you rode this horse. What was the feeling yeah. like, mate? And did you have any family or what was it What was it like that day at the races? Yeah, we had, had a few family there show, uh, show up on the day. So it was, it was good to um, ride a win in front of them. And, um, you know, the support that Justin and his partner at the time gave me the opportunity um, and put the put the support in me and um you know i can't thank connie greg enough for giving me the opportunity on the day and um it, it was a it was a nervous day for me like um like any other apprentice going through on their first day just um a lot of a lot of nerves but um once i got that out of the way i was, I was very excited yeah we're chatting this morning with the young apprentice Ronald Simpson, who uh, has been riding a lot around the central west of New South Wales, but is now up there in southeast Queensland with Tony Gollan to be flying the blue bla- the blue flag uh, for us. Uh, I've got to ask about you. You've had some tough times, though. Uh, you firstly, you had a bad fall, didn't you, at Coonabarabran? Yeah, sort of. When I started off, um, sort of getting into my first year of apprentice, um, sort of had a fall and. Um, just a little little bit of issue um, injury-wise, and um, so I just sort of took a... You know, just being from the start, um, starting up, just sort of three years in without um, just just working all the time and then um, just sort of just got a little bit sour from the racing industry um, yep. at the time, but um, yeah, just decided to take a break a year off and, um, you know, re- refresh and... Um, and you can go again. And you came back down to Liz Bridge here in uh, in Sydney. Yeah, I got opportunity. Um, got opportunity to go to Liz Bridge. I had a mate that was working for him. He was apprentice with him at the time, and um, I ended up getting an opportunity to go down to Randwick with um, the Hall of Famer Les Bridge, and um, you know, went down there for a lot of experience, just to ride track work um, at the time, and you know, it, it was it was very good. What were, what, what were the type of things? Because that would have been a real culture shock for you, mate. You know, you, you grew up in western, uh, northwestern New South Wales. Even going to Dubbo at the time as a kid would have been, you know, a big change for you. And then to come down to Sydney, uh, just uh, yeah, that would have been huge. Yeah, definitely a real eye opener. Anyways, um, but um, it was good to get opportunity, go down there, um, get the experience up. Um, Ride better horses, uh, get better feel for good horses, and um, it was some sometimes some days it was lonely, but um, I started getting used to it a little bit, and then um, but it's just it's just like it's just a city. You go into a city from a country kid going into a city, it's it's very big um, for for myself. It wasn't um, you know 
eventually at the end of it I just sort of got homesick a little bit because I didn't really have that support of um, family and like friends around me at, at that stage um, so just sort of at the end of the year I sort of got a little bit homesick and decided to move back move back to Dubbo. And when you moved back to Dubbo you were doing some track work for Clint um, that's Clint Lundholm and, and also Cody Nesta? Yeah, correct. I was um, yeah just floating about and doing a bit of track work and um, yeah a bit of track work for Clint and uh, Cody. Um, I was gonna I was I was meant to sign up with Clint, but um, unfortunately I wasn't um, just sort of just roaming around at that at that stage and um, sort of wanted to get away from Dubbo. Um, and that's when I ended up finding Brett Thompson in Golgong. Yeah, what was it like riding for Brent? Yeah, it was good. Brent. Um, top bloke, uh, can't fault him. He's just, he's just a super, super man. Um, great boss, and you know, just a great human being. Um, even outside of racing, you know, um, talk about he tried to help me out with a lot of uh, life skills, and you know, um, how to succeed in life. Um, and he was, he was very great. Then some tragedy hit yourself and th- your family. That's correct. Uh, yeah, that's correct. Y- your brother. Um, how how hard was that for you, mate? Uh, it, was, it was very hard at the time, mate. Um, especially I was sort of in a dark place myself at the time, and then that happened. And it just sort of um, it it uh, it rock bottom, and um, you know, just everything just sort of went downhill um, at that stage. But um, you know, I had a good think about it and um, um, just sort of overcome it. And um, I hate to sort of put it this way, but um, if that really didn't happen, I probably still would have been what I've been, what I was doing, um, doing the wrong things. Um, and but you know, it made me overcome it and made me get back into the sport I love doing. And um, you know, it was a hard time at at that stage, but. Um, you know everything's everything's for a reason, and um, yeah, I, I couldn't be more more proud than I am today. Um, what happened then? And but um, yeah, to overcome it was um, a bit. It, it's a bit. Um, it's a bit special at the moment. Yeah, we're chatting with Ronald Simpson, and of course, I touched in on um, the passing of Ronald's uh, older brother David. And, and you were out of the saddle for a, a long time there, mate. So obviously, you you know, you're quite open and honest with us there that you had your own battles before his passing, um, yep. and that you you know you I guess and correct me if you think I'm wrong, but you sort of lost your way maybe a little bit with life. Yeah, Tragedy, I just sort of lost uh, my way. Yeah. Um... You know, even as a young 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 man, um, at the age of twenty, you, you sort of want to go and live your life and um, trying to fit everything in at the same time while you're doing this, um, work, trying to work in this industry. Um, you just you just can't um, can't do it. Um, I, but at that stage, I thought, um, you know, I can do this and that. But I just sort of it just sort of went downhill from what I was doing, just trying to trying to live two lives at at once and just and it didn't happen you know um so it just sort of hit me and um yeah it led me down the wrong wrong road um but you know overcome it um had to go back to square one um start off again and refresh the mind and then um build up from then so 
Um, since I've been back in now, since I come back, started last year, um, everything's been great. Um, the, the support I have, have of family and friends, um, you know, the boss I got now has just um, been so supportive. Him and his team, uh, and I can't thank him enough. Yeah, of course, because you, when you came back into the saddle, um, you came back down to Sydney, you spent some more time with Les, and then you went back to Clinton. Yep. I think Clint, Clint has sort of instilled in you that, um, you know, you, you, you work hard, you play hard, and and you have that success. And even from meeting you the other night uh, in Dubbo, just the, you, that level of professionalism about you, mate. And I think that's something that Clint's instilled in you. Yeah, 100%. Um, since I went back to Clint... Um you know, working, working for him, and like him seeing me work, doing doing the work for him, uh, and it gives me opportunities. It just um, makes me want to strive to be better, and um, make, it made me fall in love with the sport again. You know, give me, once like he gave me the opportunity, it just made me make me want to do more now in the industry, and um, you know, look. Look for the brighter future, and um, and yeah, yeah. And now you find yourself up there in Southeast Queensland. I know Clint will be um, still keeping a close eye on how you're going up there. But you work now with Tony Gollan. Tony, of course, we know the success he's had uh, in his training career. Thus, so uh, you'll, you'll again. I mean, you, you rode good horses when you were down here doing track work in Sydney, but you'll be riding those good horses up there in Brisbane, and who knows where those opportunities will take you. Yeah, that's that's correct. Um, you know, I I'm up here for a week at the moment until everything's organised. So I travel back home today um, just until everything's organised. So um, once him and Clint uh, organise it, um, and I find my place up in Sydney, uh, in Brisbane, um, I'll definitely come back up. Um, hopefully at the end of the month. And um, but yeah, Tony Tony and his team are great. Um, and I've only been up here for a week, and he's given me the, given me the support and uh, opportunity straight away. So, um, you know, he gave me a couple of rides yesterday at Sunny Coast, and uh, two of them won. Um, the other one is a bit ordinary, but um, you know, the good comes with the bad, and um, that's just how it's just how this industry is. We're chatting with Ronald Simpson. Ronald, I've got to ask you, I, I read a, an article you know, that you did, um, I'm not sure how long ago how you, you did this article. It might have been uh, a couple of months ago, but you touched on the fact that you want to set an example for young Indigenous men and women um, and, and the fact that, you know, you, you're you the happiest you've ever been. And one thing I, I, when I think um, of, of yourself and, and other Indigenous men and women is, um, the how good of athletes they are. We see it in all sports. Um, how good they are as as athletes. Um, and I'm telling you, if you can set an example here for other Indigenous men and women who maybe one day could become jockeys or a part of the racing game, I think would be something very special. Yeah, that's correct. Um, that's that's all. I'm sort of I'm at that stage now where um, I want to give back to my remote community back home in Brewarren and. Um, Hopefully, kids back home, like young young indigenous, don't have to be young, don't have to be indigenous, but uh, non-indigenous um, kids in the remote communities, um, you know, set, set the platform for them. Um, and you know, if, if I can go out and get good opportunities and do well for myself, um, you know, it just gives them 
gives them a little bit of hope. Um, you know, if, if a young kid from Brewarrina can do it, um, you know, we we can do it too. So um, I just want to set, set an example for them, uh, young generation coming through. And um, it doesn't have to be in the racing industry. doesn't have to be in any industry. Um, just as long as they're going out to, you know, better themselves in life and um, and getting a good opportunity um, for them uh, for them and their family in the future. So that's, that's all I'm trying to set a platform for. I loved your nickname too. It's on your Instagram. And if you want to follow Ronald on Instagram, you can jump on and search him. But your caption's got black magic. Uh, and that's a nickname <laughs> one of your old bosses gave you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Clint London, boss now. So um, he gave he gave me the gave me the name when I first started off in the industry, and it stuck stuck with me. <laughs> yeah, you love it too. You love it. Yeah, I love it, mate. I love it. Um, go to the races, everyone singing that Black Magic. So um, it's it's a good name, uh, and it'll probably stick for me stick to me forever now. So um, yeah, it's a good name. Matt, I love chatting to you because I I'm, I'm, can feel it. I'm sure people that are listening to this too on their radio, if they've got their headphones in or they're in the car or they're listening on podcasts, they can feel how much you love. You know, you've got that love back for, for the racing game. What do you want to achieve? Right, you're up there in Queens at the moment. I know you've got to sort of take, you know, day by day, week by week. Yep. But what are some of the big goals? And, and mate, dream big here. What, what, do you want to, obviously, you want to win a group race? You want to do this? You want to do that? What, what, what's on the bucket list? It'd be good to win, get an opportunity, but um, you know, my goal is just to uh, set myself up for life, and um, you know, that's that's my main goal now. Is just set myself up for life, and um, my main my main goal is to buy a property back home, um, and hopefully run cattle um, in the near future. But you know, whatever wherever it leads me, um, I'm just more than happy to just take step by step, and. Um, and if a group one comes up in the near future, um, that'd be great. Um, be, be, be a good record um, to have. But, um, you know, my goal is just to be successful in life and um, look forward to the future and, you know, buy a property back home and um, run cattle. Um, that's, that's, the, that's the dream that's goal. That's the goal. That's yep. the goal, well, mate. You know what? That's so achievable. That's not something that's far far fetched at all, mate. Uh, that's extremely achievable for you. If you, you know, um, destiny's in your hands, which is good, mate. It's not anyone else's; it's in yours, and and that's exciting. Uh, Ronald, what about um, your greatest moment on the, on the track so far? What what's some of the the highlights that stand out? Um, I'm not too sure. Good question, actually. <laughs> um. You rode a good horse. Uh, I was watching Dubbo Cup Day. The name eludes me of the horse, but you rode it for Clinton. Obviously, the instructions were get to the front and just keep going. Oh and, yeah, um, they got it off. Um, got it off uh, Les Bridge. Um, yeah, Joshua. Um, had it for, Joshua. Yeah, Joshua. Um, in yeah. the maiden, uh, super maiden. Um, I think we only had it for a week or so. Um, yeah. Yep. I had a little bit of. Um, I knew the horse from Les's, so um, I think I trialled it once or twice when I was down there last year. So um, I, I had a fair idea. Um, yeah, what was on the, the horse? Um, yeah. But yeah, the instructions was just to go forward and um, and what would country trainers say? Just let them rip, um, <laughs> let them yep. go, and uh, see how we go. But yeah, that was the instructions: go forward and see how we 
see how we go. But he kicked on. Um, he's a nice little horse for the country um, country area. Yeah, fantastic. Mate, um, before I let you go, a couple of things. I want you to pick a race out. Come on, if there's one race you want to win, what would be the one race you'd love to win? Um, it'll have to be the Everest. Yeah, the Everest? Put the it Everest, down. mate. Yep. Imagine that. You just you'd Imagine almost that. just retire straight away. Yeah, that'll do. I'll buy the property now. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> and what about some of the, some? Um, I was going to ask about a hero. I mean, growing up, have you got any particular heroes that you look up to? It doesn't have to be racing, but like athletes, sports people that you sort of admire uh, to to be like. Um, no, not really. I just never really um, sort of admired sort of um, um, anyone in um, footy or anyone. Um, just sort of mainly my older brother. Um, you know, I come yeah. from. A family where my mother raised four kids, so um, without a father, so um, it was a bit hard. And like my older, older brother that um, committed suicide, um, he was he was pretty much um, the father father figure for us younger younger brothers, and especially me, the youngest in the family. Um, I looked up to him, so um, you know what he what he done and things. The bad road he went on, and then overcome it, and then um, you know he's still in a dark place at the time when he did overcome it. But like to see that, um, you know, it gives it gives me gives me hope every day, and uh, I want I want to succeed and do right for my family and especially my little community back home in Bree. Well, I'll tell you what, Ronald, maybe we should start putting the form guy beside your name, D Simpson, because I got a feeling you're not riding alone out there. Yeah, 100%. I should. I might have to change my silks, eh? <laughs> change the silks, mate, because I tell you what, just the way in which you speak about that experience, you speak about us today, I'm sure everyone listening to this, as I said before, can feel that passion, mate, and we'll be cheering for you. Before I let you go, I always ask every guest to have on this program this. If you were standing in front of a young Ronald Simpson, now you're young already, but if you were standing <laughs> in front of a, a young Ronald Simpson and you had some piece of advice for him, what would that advice be? Uh, go out there and give it your and uh, don't look back and keep uh, keep looking forward and um, you know life is life and um, everyone makes mistakes but see how you overcome it and just stay on the right if you can stay on the right path and um, your future your future will tell for you. Love chatting to you, mate. Go get him, Thank and I'll you. chat to you very, very soon, mate. And good luck with the uh, the time you're going to spend up there in South East Queensland. Thank you. Thanks for having me on.